The word, the word comes sometimes by inspiration. The word comes sometime with revelation. And sometimes the word's just a quick reminder about what we may already know, but God wants us to be reminded about it again. Someone say again. It was a simple thought that came to me. You know, it's a tremendous privilege to be a part of the ministry team here at CCC. I honor and value the insight, the oversight, and the ministry of Pastor and Sister Woodward. I'm grateful for Pastor Matt and Tricia. I'm grateful for Pastor Mike and Kathy. And, and my Kathy goes without saying. Um, tremendously pri- We also have many licensed ministers in our congregation that are part of the fellowship that we're a part of. And ministers that come through may not even be a part of our fellowship, but privileged to have many of them come or be with us. Missionaries that, that are here along with us for, for different services. Just, you know, so very exciting. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And, and uh, I'm going somewhere. We're already into the preaching. If you're worried, this is just a really long introduction. That doesn't lessen the impact of our office staff and our office team. We call Eric Pastor Eric because he's, he and Annette do such a great job overseeing. And, and they just, you know, Brother Woodward Sr. and Sister Woodward Sr., tremendous helps to our church, tremendous helps to our church family. And Nicole's been in our office, Nicole and Jeremy. All these people genuinely care for and oversee the flock of God that has been purchased by the blood of Calvary. Tremendous team leaders and directors that we have, teachers, Sunday school teachers and members that, that are here, people that are faithful members. Some, some people say, well, I, I'm, I'm just an attender. Can I, can I remind everybody that the first calling that all of us have is that we're called to be saints. We're all called. Everybody in the room is called. We're all called to be saints. That's the first calling. That's our priority calling. That's what God allows us to be funneled into the purpose that he has for our life. That's where it all begins. And and so we're just so privileged to be a part of this community of believers that have gathered here tonight. Genuine men and women of God who want to do God's will in their life. Um... So this privilege that I thought about just came across my mind, unknown by some of my colleagues, is that I'm blessed with the opportunity to not just stand behind this podium, but I'm blessed with the privilege of hearing the Word of God preached from this podium more often than I'm here preaching in this podium. And the challenge that God brought me, and I believe it was to relay on to you, was that Am I really preparing myself to receive the word of God? Am I really preparing myself? Because we can become accustomed to, well, pastor's got this morning and and I've got tonight. So we kind of go through the the, the activity of being here in service. and, And, you know, announcements are, you all know that announcements are my least favorite part of service. Announcements are right up there with interrupting the praise team too early. I, you know, that I, I talked to Pastor just before I come up. I said, is this the part where I go up too early? He said, no, go for it. Go, go. He just had a little chuckle there. But, but you know, am I ready to receive the word in services? Am I, am I coming with anticipation or is it become a routine for me? Is it become just an activity that, that has become so ingrained in my culture, my family culture, our weekly schedule? Is it, is it a time where I've intentionally set aside to say, I need to receive something from God today. 
I can't afford to go through a service without hearing the word of God. And here's what I know is that if we come with an ear to hear, the word said that he would speak to us. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. I want God to know tonight that there are people in the room that have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. And I want to be anticipating it. I want to be prepared for it. I'm grateful for the conversations we have in the foyer. I'm grateful for the the, the team talks that we have about Sunday. And I'm grateful for the dialogue and the discussion that occurs following service. But can I tell you the most important thing that we're going to hear in this room today is the word of God spoken succinctly and distinctly to some area of our life that is desperately in need of something from God. I need what God has for me tonight. I need it. I can't afford to go without it. And I, I know I'm like you. I, I, have, uh, I have levels of anticipation that rise when some, some preachers are here with us. I, I love hearing Brother Stone King. There's been seasons in my life that he's spoken into my life. And, and so I'm acutely aware of God being able to speak through him. So it opens my ear. So I'm ready to hear. But can I remind you that God can speak through Andy the ape the same way as he can through Reverend Lee Stone King. If I'm ready to hear, you might even get God with a smile on his face talking to you if you hear it through Andy. He made me laugh this morning. Or she made me laugh. They made me laugh. It. Are we ready to receive the word? Because we can have the best buffet spread for you. But if we don't pull a chair up to the table, we aren't going to receive anything from the Lord. I, I just want to, it's just a reminder tonight. You know, I, I, the little commentary that sometimes we, we talk to each other. When we're really hungry, we say, are you ready to strap on the feed bag? Has anyone ever seen a feed bag? Anyone ever seen a horse? Horse that, you know, this is for us uh, City slickers. I don't know. I, I, I've seen pictures of feedback on, on Google, but I, it's a bag that they put around the horse's mouth so that it can eat without having to bend over. There's no grass. It, it's a, a regulated portion of food that the horse can eat. It's a feed bag. You just strap it on. There he is. He's eating away. So we can strap on the feed bag, but if, if we don't open our mouth to receive the word of the Lord, we're not going to ingest, we're not going to eat the word like God wants us to eat the word. I, I want to take in everything that God has for me today. I want to take in everything that God has available for me from whoever's behind this pulpit preaching the word of God. I want to be ready. I want to anticipate. I want to have my ear tuned to hear the voice of God. I don't want to miss the word from God that he's prepared for me in whatever season I'm walking through yeah, I, I, this isn't all negative I applaud you uh, pastor gave statistics this morning in case you weren't here our midweek service in spite of many churches being on the down decline and maybe 40 to 50 percent in attendance we are in a beautiful bubble here in New Brunswick and I'm thanking God for it I'm thanking God but we have uh, here on Wednesday night. We've got 115% in our prayer services. 115% of our normal weekly attendance levels pre-COVID. We have 86.32% in our Sunday morning service. We have uh, 106% in our Sunday p.m. service. 
Give yourselves a hand while I wait for the mic to come back on. That's not him, by the way. That's me banging it. Our unique attendance is 93.64%. We're, we're doing great. You're all doing great. This isn't, this isn't here to be negative. But I do feel the call in the supernatural for us to be reminded that God is wanting to say distinct things. And, and God is wanting to talk to us very deliberately in this season because we need direction like we've never had it before. We're navigating some landmines in the supernatural that have never been in the field before. And God's saying, I, I need you to take a right and I need you to take a left and, and I need you to walk straight. I, I don't need you to turn around or back up right now, but just listen to my word listen to my directive listen to my direction don't miss what I'm saying to you in this season so I just feel that prompting in the Holy Ghost to remind us open our ears to hear what God is saying to the church it's God's word that's going to make a difference because of our diligence we we got a great problem we're running uh, we're running out of seats in our morning service on Sunday so we're scrambling, people are, and we're, we're learning how to navigate. Can I, can I remind everybody we don't have it perfect? We've never done this before. Some of you don't think we're doing it perfect. We, we aren't. But can, but can I just say that if there's anything, COVID is at least entertaining. problematic challenging sometimes offensive but if I had told some of you that you were going to be sitting in the front pew <laughs> I'm not talking about you guys that you were going to be sitting in the front pew in 2020 you would have said you're crazy <laughs> but there you were If I'd have told you, you'd be coming to church 40 minutes early to get a seat. I'm sure everybody on Downing Street is wondering, what in the world is going on? We don't have the 5 to 6 p.m. rush. But God is wanting in this season... He hasn't gone on strike. His word is still at work. God, God, God's word. We and I, and, and I, I'm just. It's just the caution that that we're sensing in the spirit is that don't miss what I'm trying to say in this moment of uncertainty and in this moment of of, of just all this chaos that's happening around us. God's still on the throne and His word is being delivered very deliberately. And and God is talking to us. So don't miss what God is saying. Don't miss what God's saying because there's power. In the word, it was Peter that did say as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. God's word does work that that word works in, in our lives it, it, from the very beginning. It's it's that word that that we need to grow. Little Alexander was here this morning, his first service, Chris and Teresa brought him, and he's six pounds, and that's after he's already been with us for a number of, of weeks. He was 31 weeks when he was born, and, and there I was right here in the aisle. They were in the overflow this morning. They brought him out to introduce him to me, and, and he had on the, the preemie clothes, and the preemie clothes were too big. And little Alexander, there he was, little tiny head, little tiny feet, and 
I, I, I guarantee you, he's, he's drinking milk right now. Maybe they, they doctored it up a little bit with some vitamins or who knows what. But, but Peter said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So we know that we need the milk to start. We know that the milk gets us on the road to, to growth. We know that the milk prepares us and it does that initial work in us. That's what the word does in its beginning. But, but as we grow in God and as we're living for God down through the years, the Bible cautions us that, that we can get so dependent on the milk of the word that we miss what God is trying to say through the deep things of the word. It was the author of Hebrews that said, for when <clears throat> for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need of you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. But he said, strong meat, that, that, that's prepared for people that have, are open and their minds have been receptive and their, their hearts have been, been open to what God is, is doing in their life. It's, it's time that God will become as such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Everyone that... Useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use had their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So there, the story is laid out for us that there is a growth requirement that happens. That's necessary in our life. There's a growth opportunity. Someone say opportunity. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 2, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. So I get it. I know that's where we start. But God's saying there's, there's the word that's coming. We, you know, sometimes we just want that, that easy thing. We want the simple thing. But there's a challenge that comes from the word. If we're open to receive it, and, and Paul said, the author of Hebrews said that, that there is a season of transition and there's a season of change. And if we are ready for it and if we're receptive, God takes us to a new level. And that call is there in the Holy Ghost right now. At some point, we've got to transition from just being fed to even feeding ourselves. And it's not easy. In an experiment on infants, uh, they were beginning the, the, they were just beginning the transition from rice cereal to other forms of baby food. Researchers recorded the facial expressions of babies tasting pureed green beans for the first time. These were the most common reactions. 95% of the babies squinted. 82% waggled their brows. I don't know what waggling is, but we'll go with it. 76% raised their upper lip. 42% wrinkled their noses. My question is, why not a Sunday from Dairy Queen? <laughs> Come on, people. Such responses, here's the, here's the key. We're talking about moving from the milk of the word. Such responses look like disgust or distaste, and indeed the expressions were related to the baby food acceptance. The more the infant squinted, the slower they ate. Well, I would too if you were giving me green beans. So they got over, but here's what happened. The longer they, be, they continued the experiment, of course, but over eight days they got over their initial dislike for green beans. 
Here's the, what the researcher said, and may, probably other, every mom said, I would have saved you thousands of dollars in research and a research paper. Here's the words, ready? Four words, it just took time. And sometimes it just takes a little time for us to realize I'm ready to grow. Sometimes it just take a, it takes a little time for us to say, I've been here long enough. It's, it's time for me to take the next step. It's time for me to move in this a little bit deeper. It, it's time that I got into the word of God on my own. It's time that church just didn't happen on Sunday morning. And the word coming into my life just didn't happen in church services. But it happened on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning before the midweek service and Thursday and all of a sudden you're going to realize you know what God's got more to say to me through the week than he does on Sunday why because God's got this plan for you to grow and it's not just going to be a tube feeding session in our Sunday services he's going to grow you through the week and you're going to become mighty in God I'm concerned that we become accustomed to the how we receive the word. I like how we receive the word. I like that everything in the service we do prepares us for the word. We can do all that we can do from, from greeting people to make sure they're warmly welcome. Why? Because that opens their heart to say, this is where I belong. From the signs on the door that say, welcome home. Because if you're in the room, welcome home. This is where you belong. You're a part of this church family. We may not have your name on a register. We may not have your name on a list somewhere. But if you're here tonight, welcome home. Welcome to CCC. I'll, I'll say it on behalf of everybody. Welcome home. We're welcoming to everybody. We want the pre-service music to make a difference in someone's expectancy for the service. We, we discuss the music that's going to be happening. They work hard to pick songs so that that, that work. They work hard to learn songs with the music. They, that the team practices and they prepare. We, we, we're careful about what happens in a service. We don't try and fill it up with all this stuff. Why? Because we're preparing. We're, we're directing. It's a funnel so people can, can be ready to receive the word of God. Why? Because the word is powerful. The word works so that's what the entire service is directed toward and then the response to the word is in your hand what you do with what God has said it's not about who's in the pulpit it's about who's represented we want to be his hands and we want to be his feet. We want to be his heart. And we want to be his voice. But it's all so that the word can work in you. But we can become so in love with the method of the preparation of the word. That we're preparing for what's going to be communicated. That we overlook the work that God wants to do in the word. I'll be, I get it. I'm not nearly as exciting as O'Neill. I, I get it. I understand. But you got to look past the messenger to the message. Does that uh, require obligation on our part for preparation? Absolutely. 
Does it require us to prepare and pray so that we're ready? Certainly, it absolutely does. But this moment, not because who's here, but because of who we represent is critically important in lives. And if there's anything good about COVID is that it shattered our routine of church as usual. Again, my qualifier, I like church as usual. And I'm ready to go back to church as usual. But we can be in danger of doing all the right things and end up with the wrong result. Isaiah 1 verse 13 said, God was frustrated with Israel. He said, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the callings of the assemblies. He said, all your services, your preparation, I can't not, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity. Even the solemn meetings, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They're a trouble unto me. I'm weary to bear them. When you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. The activity didn't mirror the heart that happened through the week. And the challenge that God brings us is that there would be a continuance of what we are right here and right now into our midweek Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday. And when it does, it brings glory to God. And we want to talk about powerful services. It will happen when that happens. Are you ready for it? It's so simple tonight. That's all God is asking us to do. We can go back to the music. We can become so locked in our routine of religion, yes, even our apostolic Pentecostals, our engineered activity can become an abomination. It's my pew, my music, my preacher, my favorite, my... We can get stuck going through the motions of ministry and miss the most important role of ministry, and that's allowing the word to work. The right thing with the right reason is a powerful thing. It was Brian Duncan. This is probably off track and down a rabbit hole, but welcome to my brain. It wasn't in the notes until right before I came out, but I was thinking about doing the right thing for the right reason. And Brian Duncan is a PK. He writes an autobiographical song in a tongue-in-cheek way. He said, this is a story of a lower middle-class American preacher's kid who found out that we don't always do all the right things for the right reasons. He said, now my dad was the finest man of God to ever grace the pulpit of a small Pentecostal church to tell the truth. I was born on Saturday and in church on Sunday and I guarantee that I was never late because mom was the organ player and the Sunday school teacher while I took up the offering. They'd always make me give it back. And as a child, I had the honor of sitting in the front row for the first five minutes of every sermon because that's usually how long it took to be called up to the platform for the express purpose of keeping me from escaping under the pews. And there I would sit behind the pulpit and count ceiling tiles for the next hour and a half. And like most people over the years, I got used to the pressure of saying and doing all the right things, whether I believed it or not. Because if I didn't, I had the largest gathering of elderly ladies ever to act upon their moral obligation to report everything I ever said or did. 
So you can understand why I love going to the youth conventions because it proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that there were girls going to church who were under 65 years of age. And suddenly there she was, fourth row back from the left, on, in the choir, the absolute dream of every kid to ever seek permission to borrow the family car. Mr. Bailey has a daughter. I'm hoping she'll notice me. Got me singing in the choir, volunteering my time for free. Now I'm praying for revival, working at it left and right. Man, I never looked more sanctified at church on Sunday night. He said, now it's amazing what will turn your life around in a hurry. Overnight, I'd come to realize what it meant, wrong or right, to be motivated. I was captivated. I was serious. I was hearing voices. And all the things that I've been doing for years took on a whole new significance. You see, now I was out to please someone beyond myself. I was convinced she was an angel from heaven. Who knows? She might have been. She disappeared fast enough. But now, look who's still here trying to do all the right things and maybe sometimes even for the right reasons sometimes we can get caught going through the motions but here we are and I don't know why I feel anointing right now but somebody you need to know God has divine design on your life and you thought, I'm just going through the motions. But here we are. This is the moment until. Pastor preached about it this morning. I need it this morning. I need it this morning. I needed it. I needed, I needed that word from God. I needed, I needed that word from God. It's the word that does the work. It was the word from the beginning. In the beginning was the word. Quote it with me. And the word was with God and the word was God. We know it was the word that did the work at the cross of Calvary. That word took on flesh. John 1 chapter 14. And here's what I know. It will be the word until the very end. Isaiah 40 verse 8. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Mark 13 31. He said it himself. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. His word is going to continue to work if we're willing to let it work. If we're willing to let it get on the inside of us. If we're willing to let it, come on, accomplish the purpose for which it came I, I'm not alone Isaiah and Paul and Jesus all agreed that our ears could get heavy and our eyes could get shut but if we're ready to hear God is ready and willing to speak the same God that spoke from Elijah and thundered come on thundered down fire from heaven that same word from God can set us on fire I don't care how many times we've been doused by situations by sadness and by sorrow I don't know how many times the enemy has tried to erase us from the map of come on a spiritual journey but God's got somebody in his mind tonight he wants someone to know fire's coming to set you on fire I'm willing to let it fall on me tonight I want it to happen on the inside I feel something rising up I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready for God to do that work the word will work if we let it. The word will work if we'll just let it be released. The word will work if we'll hear God speak. The word will do that work. 
James said it. He was a New Testament pastor. He said, wherefore lay aside, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive the meekness with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls i'm telling you that it's a saving word it's an able word that word will work if we'll let it the word can bring healing he sent his word and healed them and he delivered them from their destructions the word can bring cleansing wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word the word will bring faith so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god that's why we need our ear tuned to hear the word of god the word brings help and hope the word brings the answer john 15 7 if you abide in me and my word abide in you you shall ask what you will and it will be done unto you your word god's word can abide in us we're standing together the word that's why jesus spoke about it he said the seed that seed can land in soil. The seed that's the word, it can land in soil. Thorny soil, it's gonna get overgrown. Rocky soil, it's gonna get burned up with the sun. Soil where the birds come and try and steal it away. The enemy wants to take it, why? It's powerful seed. Say, Pastor Jack, how do I activate what you're talking about in my life? Read the word. Apply the word. God, how does this, what does this mean to me? What does this mean that I should do? What do I do with this word? Receive the word. Anybody receiving the word tonight? Come on, get get YouTube going with some sermons every now and then find some churches to follow why the word the word make the word a part I I loved it when brother David Smith was with us brother Smith is genius he's brilliant but he's told us publicly so I'll say, I'll say he struggles some with reading because just some disability that he has but he said you know he said, Jack, you know, I, I play the Bible. It starts in the morning in my house, and I play the Bible all day long in my home. He said, I just let it play. That'd be a good idea. I wish you could see the look on your faces right now. All day? Desire, desire, desire the sincere milk of the word. The word is a sin stopper. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word is a lamplighter and a light shiner. It's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. The word is a joy bringer. Thy words were found and I did eat them and thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. I'm talking about the word of God. The word will work. The word will work if we'll let it tonight. I'm ready. I'm ready to let the word work in my life. 
I'm ready to let the word work in my family. If you, if you get the word on the inside, you're going to find the word making its way to the outside in the most convenient moments, in the most convenient times when you didn't have a word before all of a sudden because you ingested the word. The word's going to make its way out. It's going to come in the moment that you need it. It's going to come in the moment of calamity. It's going to come in the moment of confrontation. It's going to come in the moment when all of a, you, you didn't know where to turn or what to do, but all of a sudden, because you ingested the word, you let the word make its way in, you're going to say, this is what we're going to do. This is what God is determining. Us. This is where we need to step. This is how we're going to step. This is why we're going to step. This is the word bringing. I need the word. I need it. Could you lift your hands? I'm finished. Father, your word. It's quicker, it's powerful, it's sharper. God, in our inefficiency, your word makes up the difference. God, in our inability, your word makes up the difference. God, in all of our questions, in all of our insanity, your word makes up the difference. God, it's a light bringer, it's a joy bringer, it's that ability that comes from your word. I ask, Father, speak in this room to somebody right now. God, let them hear. Let them hear your voice. God, let them hear your call. God, let them hear your directive. Your word will work if we let it. God, send your word to somebody right now. Someone that needs healing right now, would someone pray that God would send his word and bring healing? Come on, by his stripes we are healed. No plague can come by thy dwelling. It'd be all right if you prayed against COVID right now because he said he sent his word and he healed them. I, I pray God would send a word to somebody right now that doesn't know how this is all going to end up for them. Doesn't know how it's going to end up for their family. Just like Pastor talked about this morning, a prayer meeting can change somebody's life. Why? Because the power of the word. Father, tonight, as we leave this room, I pray that we would embrace, God, that we would embrace your word. I pray that you would allow it, God, to do that work in us.